Good evening, everyone, and welcome again to another one of our podcast episodes from the Three Wise Potatoes. Um, we have once again our valued members, uh, Dean and Prush. How are both of you this evening? Hello. Hello. I'm good. Just, uh, yeah, get I'm in there. Shut down. <laughs> it's been a challenging couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. Plus, uh, I mean, I mean, I've been feeling a bit of a an energy drain as well, um, just on my side. So yeah, I can I can relate. I can relate to that. Do you know where it's coming from? Um, just a lot going on right now that's just yeah. requiring my attention, and so just being yeah, active in these right. different areas, you know, it's just yeah. physically uh, just draining. Yeah. I think and and, yeah. and mentally as well. Um, you know, there's some challenging tasks that needed to be done, and yeah, you know, just just from that perspective, physical and a bit of mental drain um, is what I've yeah. been experiencing. Um, and then, what okay. do you do to counteract it? Uh, in the past, um, I think we mentioned on some of the podcasts as well. I think you you also mentioned this, good, just that you you do more of the things that you really enjoy doing. Um, just to rebuild that energy, and I know Dean mentioned as well. He 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 does um, he does this quite well. Where he when he wants to recoup his energy, um, just do a lot more things that you really enjoy doing. Just put yourself in a bit more um, relaxed state as well. Because at one point, at one point, my mind was really busy. Um, as I mentioned, there was mentally challenging tasks, and my mind was really busy until um, I decided to just sit still. Uh, for that for for a set period of time before I just went off and uh, do what I love doing and and part and, and as I've said before um, I love shopping and one of the things that I do when when I just want to calm myself or put myself in a better state is go out shopping yeah, yeah. we need to discuss what was shopped after this <laughs> yeah we can we can <laughs> yeah, I need new clothes um yeah, I mean, the change of season is coming about, um, so we'll definitely look at uh, what's in for the new season, so we can go shopping, Dean, and Prush, if you're keen as well. Viewers, um, I make a solemn commitment, I will go shopping with Captain. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll, I'll decide on that after I look at my bank account, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know fair enough i mean the things you do have some pretty big life events coming up that you need to save for so yeah. fair enough and i mean and and if you look at the e economies globally uh, things are taking a massive hit everywhere deep deep caca mm, so it's 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 not going to be a, an easy year financially i guess for for a lot of people as well thanks for getting quite hectic now yeah yeah man um just like I, between the petrol price and food and just general things I think my even even yeah discovery contributions went up my levies went up everything went up. general like, services yeah. are getting a lot more expensive yeah yeah um, so it, it's i can only imagine what others are going through as well um yeah tighten those belts people tighten those belts just after we say we're going to go shopping. <laughs> Slightly contradictory, but tighten those belts is definitely the better advice, people. Definitely. I need new clothes because, you know, certain things are starting to have holes in them. So, you know, can't go to the office looking like, uh, you know, a dumpster fire. It depends on what has holes in it. just depends on what has holes in it. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. <laughs> if it's in your shoe, it's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> if no one can see it, it's okay. Oh, damn. That's the rule of thumb, people. If people yeah. can't see the hole, it's fine. No, 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 no. no. Co- codes, dress code is coming up. So, um, um, yeah, we're, we're going to change I feel that. like that needs to be a video cast. Um, there will be a video cast. Um, codes, dress code. Mm. Anyway, anyway, we'll discuss codes, dress code some other time. Um, mm. This evening's topic um, is, is titled My Life, My Time. You know, the one thing we have is is time. It's our most valuable commodity. Yet so many of us are poor at managing it and using it to our gain. So uh, this is the topic for this evening, time in general. And and we'll touch on some philosophical um topics on on time later on but right now we're just going to deal with the um, i guess the uses of it um, how to use it how to use it well and things like that initially so i'd like to firstly ask how do you both see time no don't give me a simple i see it through a watch no 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 um what is time i see it as a fabric inextricably connected to space (laughs) what is what is time to you um, time is, uh, it's such a hard question to answer from a non Yeah, are you looking for like an existential? Yeah, like what's so I'm not really looking for it? existential at this point. Um, we can answer that okay. uh, at a later time. So, As I said, there's a philosophical it, one later on. In some yeah. portions of my day, time is money, right? Mm. And in some portions of my day, time is um, freedom. Um, and in some portions of my day, time is rest and relaxation. Uh, I, I think that's the best way I can put it. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I would say I could actually, I could say I would agree, and I do. Um, but I would summarize it by just saying time is wealth because yes. it's something that you can trade, but it's something well, that allows you to feel something. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when you talk, as you introduced this, like the first thought that came to mind when you said it's, you know, so many, it's our greatest resource and yet we manage it so poorly. If you look at people that have very recently come into wealth, they tend to waste and squander that wealth very, very easily mm. and on trivial things yeah. um, because it feels, it makes you feel powerful. And I wonder sometimes if we waste time because it's the one thing everybody has that we can all waste. And it's a way for all of us to feel a little bit wealthy, even if, um, you know, that's not the reality of things. And the irony is the wealthiest people in the world are very stingy and frugal with their time because they understand that it allows for so many other things. Yeah. Agreed. I, I like the way you put that. Um, so so how, how do either of you money, manage that time then? Because, Guji, I know you mentioned um, there's a lot of different things that you do with the time. There's like rest, relaxation, there's work, um, and then other areas. How do you manage your time? Yeah, doing so Lately, this is actually a good time to talk about. Lately, I've been struggling with this time concept because God, me too. I, I have so many hours in the day, like you said, um, but also you know pressures and uh, recently new jobs and stuff like that. It's um, you have to kind of reframe it, but also with the new year and the change in what my plans are for the year and stuff like that, you you kind of have to reassess what's important and then change the way you do stuff so that you focus on the important things for that year. Um, and 
for me, it's one of those things that I, I've been struggling to hone down on how many hours a day I have and then how many hours a day I can um, utilize to do different things, right? And you want to try and put in all the types of things that you could possibly put in, for example. But uh, the challenge comes in, like, I have a lot of stuff that I want to do and not enough time to do it. So you have to, like, start compartmentalizing each each section of hours within the day to try and make sure you finish everything. And it becomes quite a challenge. Um, especially when you have a lot of stuff that you want to do um, with your time. And um, for me, I try to... Uh, what, what I need to actually start with, what I struggled with at the beginning of this year so far, and what I did really well last year, is I made lists of the things that I'd want to do and focus on for like that day, that week, and stuff like that. And, um, I need to get back to that, but I found that works really well when you pre-plan what you want to do for a week. Not specifically every hour of the day, but like pre-plan the major items for the week and um, give time within the week to do that. Um, I find that that um, works for me quite well. I don't know if that answers the question, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty good answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you kind of mentioned uh, you know, the list mm-hmm. thing that you do, um, yeah. which has worked for you in the past, and you just kind of mm-hmm. need to get back into that. Um, yeah. I, and I guess that's a that's a, a simple a simple way for for anyone to get involved uh, or get started in managing time is to time box. Right? We all hear these things mm-hmm. um, for the at work in the work environment, especially. Uh, if you have multiple yeah. tasks, um, they advise you to time box so that block out a certain amount of time in the day and work on task A. And then when that ex- that time box expires, then you switch to task B and task C likewise. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it, it's pretty much building a structure um, for your day. And uh, as mm. I mentioned, uh, one of the things that I do in the morning is I just... I tell myself there are like five things that I'd want to achieve for that day. Um, you know, it doesn't have to, I'm not hard about myself on um, whether I achieve those five things, but I set my time, my, my day up such that I want to achieve these five things within the 24 hour space of time that I have. Um, and I set myself up for success the previous night by um, planning how I'm going to execute on those five things and things like that. So, okay. Um, that's that's me. Like it's a lot of planning uh, that goes into uh, my days these days. Um, Dean, how do you how do you uh, manage your um, time? I haven't been doing it very well recently, but when I have done it successfully, it was essentially two things uh, that you both have touched on in different ways. It's prioritizing things that need to happen, and then putting in boundaries. Um, so one one boundary could be time boxing, but the other boundary could be on how much time you're willing to give to certain things, certain people, um, and what you allow to infringe on the time. So sure, there will always be emergencies and things like that, but sometimes, like work is a very good example where you get pulled into meetings that you probably shouldn't be in or you don't need to be in, but people you know find you reliable for whatever reason and they need you in there and they just say i need you it's important but it's actually not important it's important to them it's not really important to you um but you're there as a safety net and you don't necessarily need that it's a case of putting in the boundaries going okay well 
I'm going to take a hard line on this because I can't be in your meeting because I have other meetings of my own to prepare for and I have assigned time for these tasks. And if I don't do my own tasks, then I'm going to, you know, fall short in my in my duties. Mm. And, you know, that's very similar in life as well. Like, you know, you got you to gotta choose who you give your time to. Um, as much as you would want to give all of your friends all of your time, that's not really feasible. Um, and it sounds really selfish to say, well, only certain friends are going to get certain time for me. But unfortunately, we don't have unlimited time. We have finite amounts of time. And you have to be selective and prioritize who that time goes to and have those boundaries in place. Um, and you have to hold yourself accountable more than anything else for those boundaries because no one else will. Yeah. How do you manage the, the energy control and those things, you know? So, you, you know when you have to manage a time bond um, and hmm. you find that there's sometimes an overlap or you run out of energy or steam or whatever it is, how do you ensure that you still work in your time spaces? I don't know if you understand the question. I think I do. Um, let me give you an answer and tell me if I get it right. Hmm. Um, so... When I'm doing this well, because right now, like I said, I'm not doing this particularly well, um, but when I'm doing it well, it's really about that first sort of, let's say, two to three hours of the day. Um, set tasks that you know you can knock out in those two to three hours, and it's a momentum game. Yash talked about this in a much earlier podcast, but it's a momentum game. Mm. You get that momentum swinging in your favor, and you have energy to club the day. Um, and just get the big wins out early. Okay. Um, and if you do that, then things tend to work out better. Uh, you do tend, like momentum, it's an easy thing to maintain. It's a hard thing to start. So pick things that you know you can clap in the first two to three hours of that day. Mm. Okay. I think, I'll, I, think, I'll think about I think also, um, just to expand on that, people are most productive during the following hours, 9 to 11, during the day. Um, really? Yeah. Mm. You're most productive during that time. And thereafter, it starts declining. You know, you get diminishing returns for more effort you put in. Um, yeah. But one of the things that I don't do early in the mornings is touch emails, touch um, any of those things. Because I find that it, it kind of detracts from the plan that I had for the day as well. Because when you do get distracted um, by side, uh, side quests, as I'm going to call them, Mm-hmm. And by mm. opening your emails and and doing other things, um, your energy is going in that in that in that um, area. Your focus is going into that area, and you're going to have less time doing uh, what you actually planned out to do for that day. So I don't I don't engage um, during these core hours, as I mentioned, nine to eleven. I don't engage with anyone uh, during those times, and I make sure that my most productive um, or the tasks that I want to achieve the most is in that time space. And uh, mm. outside of that time space, then and only then will I engage with anyone else. So I, I really just make it a rule um, for myself in the mornings to not not distract myself, um, but only focus on the core tasks during these core hours that I call them. Two things uh-huh. I'd like to touch on there. Um, one, look, people, we know that not everyone will have the luxury of saying no between yeah. 9 and 11, like yeah. leave me alone to let me do my work. <laughs> yeah. um, if you do, though, it is a fantastic thing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I, unfortunately, I get bothered a lot between 9 and 12. <laughs> so my my like my core productivity sits between 7 and 9. 
At night? Um, at night? <laughs> no, no, in, in the morning I get to the office because like traffic is traffic is a nightmare at the moment. Mm. So the only way to actually not hate yourself before you get to work and hate sure. life is to just beat the traffic, get there early. And the, uh, the beautiful thing is that while everyone else is sitting in traffic, you get left alone. Mm. And the office is quiet, it's peaceful, got my coffee there, mm. it's lovely. Um, the, the second thing I want to touch on is you're 100% right in don't give your energy to things like emails and messages for two reasons. One, email is for me a very admin heavy thing and it's not something I enjoy. I do it because I have to, not because I want to. The second thing is that email has such a variety in it. You can get good emails, you can get bad emails. Some emails can take you into a short side quest and other emails can take you into a long side quest. It's a very unpredictable thing, especially if you're in a position where you get lots of emails. Um, so the types of tasks I schedule are generally working tasks that sit within my core functionality. So as a strategist, I will do strategy work in that two hours. I will do um, workshop planning. I will do an analysis, things like that, that will take a block of time. And if I'm left alone, I can knock it out pretty quickly. But if I'm not left alone, then it kind of takes forever. Like if I had to try and start that work after 12, it would make maybe take like four hours because I keep getting interrupted. Whereas I can knock it out in an hour to 90 minutes in most cases early in the morning because I'm left alone. And that kind of work, which sits in the in the kind of field where it's in the things that I really enjoy doing, right? Strategy, creative work, um, planning, analysis, all of that kind of stuff, um, that there's energy giving work rather than energy taking work. And you, you set the tasks that are energy giving work that stimulate you. And then the energy taking work, I don't know when you want to fit that in, like, you know, admin and timesheets and emails and things like that. But Plop that at the end of the day with whatever remaining energy you have left. Yeah, I, I, I like the ideas or the way you guys do things. But like like you said, not everyone has that sort of environment. Um, yeah, and you have to try and figure I, out how to, to work it into yours. I work in a, an environment that is solely people-based. I mean, uh, your so, position now requires consistent engagement. Even even yeah. my previous position, to be honest with you, um, mm. it was very people-based. So you're waiting for things, you're giving things, you're doing things, but you're delivering, right? And um, for me, I, I definitely agree with the whole... Uh, I agree to an extent with the whole... I'm not looking at emails between this period and this period. Um, a lot of people have meetings throughout the whole day, right? So time to focus on things that you need to do are always either during that <clears throat> period, meetings or whatever, or it's after hours, right? And that becomes a really big challenge. Um, and I think in those environments, because I don't know if you guys have ever sat in those environments where you have to consistently sit in meetings throughout the whole day. Um, it's currently um, a problem, yeah. Yeah, so um, I used to do that for the last four or five years right mm. um so it wasn't like it's not currently a problem it's it's a consistent problem for four or five years and it's not like a if you have a week where you have like three days with only three meetings a day then it's um it's a blessing right um so the the challenge that comes in is when you talk about time is you have to be very strict with how you deal with things um, but you Boundaries. also have to learn how to be one hyper-focused, uh, hyper-focused to the point of, can I do multiple tasks at once uh, and focus on, on, on a couple of things while I'm doing something else? Um, and, but also you have to be very strict with 
how much time you give to every item that you work in. Now, all of us are talking specifically about work at this point, but it sort of works with everything in your life. Um, and there's a lot of distractions, uh, but you need yeah. to focus on what the core deliverables are in every aspect of life, right? And then, yeah. like you say, like Code said, if you have five things in the day, make sure that those are your core deliverables, right? And then if there's superfluous or extra stuff that you can meet, then you do that. But um, there's, I, I think a lot of the world actually faces uh, the the multiple meetings, working while in meetings, delivering things at the same time, uh, dealing with people and delivering at the same time. A lot of the world actually sees that right now because of this whole work from home story. Um, well, I saw a meme that said meetings are the new pandemic. <laughs> True. And I was like, you know what? They're not wrong. <laughs> like, I can't argue. I think it's because managers just like, because you're working from home, they feel that they don't keep in touch with you. They don't know what you're doing. Um, and it becomes a problem. So it's always one of those things where you have to learn how to really compartmentalize your time and deliver, but also meet all the, the ad, you know, to be honest with you, you're talking about doing admin and stuff. I think meetings nowadays are more admin than timesheets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people have meetings for meetings sake and uh, it's not yeah. concise to the point um, it doesn't, as Dean mentioned as well, it's not necessarily uh, your area or you need to be involved 100% of the time, but you're available. So I'm just mm. going to pull in as many people as possible mm. into this whole thing. It's risk mitigation. Yeah. I was like, but we had a meeting about it. <laughs> it's like, well, exactly. okay, but that doesn't change anything. Nothing was actioned. So. But they never heard of emails. I mean, your meeting can be an email too, you know? Yeah, that's true. I have this habit. It doesn't uh, help because people like code don't read the emails from that, really. Yeah, I, I have this <laughs> habit of uh, not accepting meetings, any meeting, any and any, any, <laughs> any and every meeting. So plausible deniability that uh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in a meeting. Well, I didn't accept it, so I don't need to be there. <laughs> yeah, Yasha has a script running. Is auto decline yeah, any meeting so request? But, but sometimes I do join <laughs> those meetings anyway, the ones I really want to join. So I pick and choose. Um, based on my time, I, I, so there's two there's two things I I, I want to uh, ask here. Um, I'm gonna ask this one first, and and Prash mentioned it um, just on the multitasking stuff. Um, so there's a, there's a portion of this where your ability to do many tasks, your ability to handle uh, multiple situations come comes into comes into play. So how do you ensure that you're using your abilities uh, and and yourself, I guess? To your fullest potential you know with the time that you have um, so that's that's the first question and there's a second one after that but um let's deal with that one first because it's, it's based on abilities and and using them wisely during the during the time that you have you have to be conscious like you have to consciously mm. examine whether or not you are in fact mm. using yourself to your best of your abilities because a lot of the time when i'm not you know, using myself to the best of my abilities is because I'm behaving in an unconscious fashion. And then I'll realize it at some point uh, and I'll be like, wow, I was being stupid. Um, and then I'll dial it back and I'll go back to the processes that I had in place. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, the problem comes in when I'm not behaving in a conscious manner. Do you deal with it the same way, Prash? So you, you're conscious that so, um, um, I have X, Y, Z. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. 100%. I feel like um, 
dealing with the head dealing with the nail on the head there. You have to um, consistently uh, know what it is that you're doing, but also <laughs> I, I also feel like the consciousness helps with you being able to switch your frame of mind continuously. Mm. Because say for example, just use a random example. You're in a meeting and you're working on a report at the same time, but you're listening to something while it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, your frame of mind is in two places. And the sad reality is that it's really bad to do that because you're not focusing fully on two things. Um, but invariably, sometimes you have to do that um, and you end up either dropping the ball in one area or you're not focusing fully to deliver an answer in another area. But what I found is if you can change your frame of mind very quickly, um, it helps. But like Dean said, it, re- it requires consciousness. You have to be aware of what's going on in the scenarios. Um, and I, I've sort of been um, not practicing it for a very long time, but I think, you know, it started when I was like studying and I could never study in silence. Um, mm. I always required some noise happening in the background. Mm. And while I was doing my degrees and stuff, I'd always have series on in the background. Mm. So while I was writing my reports and doing designs and whatever it was, there was always some consistent chatter in the background that I found that it was um, it was a bit soothing. I don't know if that makes sense. But uh, I found that from there I could really focus on more than one thing at once. Um, uh, maybe one thing was too easy. Or oh, one thing was um, comforting, but mm. it definitely requires a lot of conscious uh, consciousness, awareness, and a little bit of uh, luck. Because if someone's talking to you and you're not paying attention, then it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> bad luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's hard problems. <laughs> yeah. I did. But yeah, I, I, I do. I do the same thing. Okay, so I want to go back to like very early on when Dean mentioned about uh, saying no to people um, and just focusing on what he needs to do for his himself. Mm. This this question that I wanted to ask: Do we ever consider the cost in terms of um, in terms of uh, time and and doing something or 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 extra tasks and things like that? Yeah, because. No matter what you do, the, the minute you have a finite resource, um, mm. it becomes a question of opportunity cost. Yeah. Mm. If you do something, you have to give up something else. Yeah. Um, so you have to you have to see that. And whether you've, you see it that way or not, at some level, you would have had to forego something in order to do something else. And you would, yeah. it would have crossed your mind at some point. Yeah. And then the, the, sure. the, the, the follow-up that I have to that is, should we consider the cost of time with everything in our lives? You know, should we protect our time? 100%. I agree. I think so. Protect your time. Definitely. Mm. Mm. The bulk of your time should be referred. Yeah. yeah. The, bu- the bulk of your time should be reserved for the, the people that mean the most to you. Mm. Um, I mean, eight hours is going to go to your job if you're employed. Mm. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, then probably more. But that's a different kind of game because you're doing that in the short term so that long term you can spend more time. Uh, money is a tool to buy time. Time is not a tool to buy money. And I think we kind of get that wrong a lot of the time. Yes. Uh, pun intended. <clears throat> um, but in the, the reality of it is that you have to 
you have to reserve time for the things that matter. And putting food on the table absolutely matters. That's why eight hours goes to your, your day job. Mm. Um, but, mm. you know, you also have to be more careful with the time that's not at work because you can assign that eight hours and you can say, sure, that's going to work. But what about the other 16? You know, put it towards rest and recuperation. But how much of it is going towards developing yourself? How much is it going towards uh, managing your family and enjoying your family and enjoying the, the things that really matter to you? I think I have a... Yeah. a uh, a third follow-up to that one as well so you mentioned uh, you touched on family life and life outside of work so once you're away from your job does your time management strategies does your time management style change um, does time management exist outside of work if anything i think it gets better um because I'm, I'm a lot more stingy with my social time because with work someone's paying me to be there with my social time that's not my cost uh, I mean, in both cases, they're at my cost, right? However, my social time, um, the second I feel like I'm depleted, I then start looking for my exit. Or if I feel like I'm um, unhappy in a scenario, then I'll leave very quickly, um, you know, because then it's a waste of my time. And it's, it's not just a waste of my time, it's a poor use of my time. And it's actually, it's taking more than it's giving. And it's just really just a horrible um, transaction. Does it change for you, Prem? I, I, I agree fully. You have to, I think, like Dean says, uh, with us, I think especially with us, it's very different because we know what's important to us. Um, and, That's a good uh, point, though. Yeah. So we focus on the things that are extremely important to us. I found that uh, there's a lot of things that I still need to do, like self-development, all of those things. But um, I'm focusing a lot on the small things that bring me a lot of joy. Right, mm -hmm. and yes, it's not always the greatest things because you end up in a cycle, um, and you you end up not focusing on things like maybe doing a little bit of self development, which is difficult, or maybe um, uh, not. I'll give you an example. I, I, there's some stuff that I need to do around the house that I still haven't done in a, in a little while because I've been not that I've been ignoring it. It's just that I've been doing other things that I enjoy. Um, and uh, it brings me freedom, joy, happiness, all of those things. But um, the other things that I need to do that are not necessarily so important, but it's because I know, and like you said, you're being very ruthless with your time because you know what's important to you and what's not important to you, right? Yeah. And uh, that's where it stems from. But yeah, I think you, you kind of have to also look at your time and say, am I using my free time the best way I can? Right? And I can tell you now, I'm not, but um, I keep reminding myself of the same thing every day, but not making too much progress. But that code, that, that question code is asking as well, it's, you have to know what's important to you before you can yeah. utilize your free time or your non-working time uh, the best way you want, right? And that I think is important. Agreed. Definitely agree with that. Um, so, so the one of the reasons why I asked um, the questions about um, work and home and balance and things like that. I mean, people. I mean, do people often notice that they are living autonomously? Um, you know, t taking control of your life. Well, taking control of your time. Excuse me. Is is one step toward controlling your life. Um, 
So do they realize that they're going through life autonomously when they're just droning, waking up, going to work, coming home, um, and rinse, repeat, that sort of thing? Do people think they're, do, do people realize they're doing that? That, that, that comes from, the people only realize that when they get frustrated. I don't even so know if they realize that at that point. I think some people just get frustrated and get angry and develop unhealthy yeah, coping mechanisms. Most people will come home and be like, oh my God, like, I'm tired from work. I, whatever, whatever. Like, mm. I could be doing other things. I could be doing this. I could be doing that. And automatically they realize innately that they're not living their best life doing the things that they want to do. But the problem is, is that they'll never take stepping stone to creating that freedom for themselves, you know, or focusing on the important things because they'll stress about what's happening the next day. Or they'll, st- you know, they won't focus on the time that they have. And I definitely think that people realize that they're not utilizing their time to the best of their ability. They just don't do anything about it. Um, I think that, you know, as you say, Prash, um, from what you from what you just mentioned, ultimately. People need to know what they what they kind of want out of their time first, um, in yeah. order to plan. That's a good point. In order to mm-hmm. set yourself up to win, in order to achieve the things that you want to achieve, but mm. unfortunately, like like you mentioned, um, people aren't on that path yet. You know, uh, like Dean mentioned, you get you come home, you're frustrated from from all the stuff that you've been through for that day, um, and you just don't know where you're going, um, as well. Mm. So I mean, to to everyone, to every one of the listeners out there, um, I'd I'd like to ask uh, all of you. Ultimately, what do you really want out of your time? I think that's a question that you all need to ask yourselves. Um, you know, there's us three here, um, as as Prussian Dean mentioned, is like we, we kind of know what we want out of our time. Um, but is that something that you really know? Um, is that something that you've really asked yourself? Um, and if you haven't, that's okay. You can start now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, one of the one of the next things um, yeah. alludes one of the next questions alludes to what Prush um, really early on um, mentioned. Uh, most people say that they don't have the time, but how do we actually go about changing that narrative? Now, and and I know people have hard lives; they have hard days and things like that, but. There's, is, is there more that we can do in, in order to change that, that, that frame of mind that we don't have enough time to do something? Um, I think it's okay to say that you don't have enough time to do something when that, when that something is not a priority or going to add value. Mm. Then it's perfectly okay to say I don't have the time to do that. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, if something is not going to be valuable to me, then I will say I don't have the time for that um, because it's just not worth the investment. Um, but in other areas where something is going to be valuable, so spending time with your family, your loved ones, your partner, um, developing yourself, um, enriching your wealth, those kinds of things. If you're saying you don't have time for that, that's a problem. And going back to the other th- the two things I said before, you got to prioritize and put in boundaries. Um, because I'm pretty sure if you don't have time to develop yourself, you're probably spending time in something you shouldn't be spending it in. Mm or wasting more time on something that you should be. And in that case, prioritize your self-development and time box the things that don't add value to your life that you seem to be getting pulled into and slowly manage that uh, going forward. Yeah, I agree. 
the the only the only circumstance that I could think of that wouldn't be exactly deemed saying is and I fall prey to exactly what he. I don't time box well sometimes. I've been struggling this year because I don't know. There's been a lot of changes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but there's like only one or two cases where I could think of that people actually aren't uh, time boxing. It's like if someone's working three jobs in a day or whatever it is. But it's a really rare case, you know. Um, yeah, we have to understand but, like yeah. some people's lives are considerably harder than ours. <laughs> yes, no, for you know, sure. Like and if you're a single parent, so, yeah. for example. That's, yeah, we that's a full-time job yeah. and a full-time job. It's yeah, for sure. We are we are definitely privileged, but I also think that's like the answers. A lot of people, and a, and a lot, a lot of people, like the bulk of people, just don't time up well. Um, and I fall prey to it quite a lot. Yeah, also, I can definitely tell myself that there's a lot of there's maybe three or four hours in the day where I'm just um, doing like fart assing around or not doing anything important or whatever it is. Um, not that it's not important, but I mean, like, in terms of my future plans and future growth, I'm foregoing some of that for other pleasures at, at the time that I'm um, spending, you know? But uh, you also got to be a little bit um, not so hard on yourself. Um, and when yeah. it's time to work, you work. But when it's time to play, you play. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not yeah. like we're saying you, know, you have to every 24 hours every second of that day you have to be productive towards something it's not that we're saying that mm. we understand you you do need downtime you do need to kind of mm. give your body rest otherwise you overexert yourself you strain yourself you end yourself you end up in the hospital and things like that so it's not like we're saying you you must account for every second and every second must account to like some sort of goal some sort of improvement some sort of achievement that's not that's not what we're saying but we're saying um, mm. when you're taking a, a view on your life, um, you know, what are the things that you're doing uh, in your day to actually achieve that? So it doesn't have to be every second of day, every mm. minute or every hour or things like that. So that's what we're trying to get at. Yeah. Um, I think that, that's, that sets up my next question um, quite well as well. So our, our view on time with respect to goals, achievements, um, what we want to do in our lives. Do we take a short-sighted view or do we take a long-sighted view? By that I mean, um, do we give ourselves a very short time limit or do we give ourselves, uh, in, in terms of the long, long-sighted long view, do we give ourselves like this really long timeline to achieve something? So now why I ask that question is um, we obviously don't know how much time we actually have left um, on this earth to kind of do oh, the things that we want to do. That's a very <laughs> clever question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was very sneaky. <laughs> but so so, what's your what's your take on that? Like, do we like what do we do with that? <laughs> or should we always just live in the moment? Like, you know, I just throw that one in there as well. This guy's asking hard questions. <laughs> yeah. We need both good. Say again. You need both. Yeah. You need to you need to teach yourself. Like I think we we've we've all learned that you you can work well, right? And you can look into the future, right? Mm-hmm. And then have plans and stuff and then break them down and then work back to them and then provide the time for those plans. But also you need to not not live in the moment. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. You have to enjoy what you're doing. Because if you're not enjoying what you're doing, you 
future plans then why are you even doing working it? to an end yeah i know you're gonna spend 20 years working for two years worth of pleasure yeah i think to the whole um working to an end that's quite a i don't know that line hits really hard for me because you mm. could be working to an end that you may never see um you could have a 10-year plan cool. and you might not live the next two years mm-hmm. um COVID was a very stark reminder yeah. of that um mm. i mean mm. we've all seen people we know fall victim to it um yeah. people our age even um that unfortunately didn't make it through that and they had plans um they had they had a lot of plans um so mm-hmm. i think like in everything in life you have to have balance so there's got to be stuff in the short term that you want to achieve and want to enjoy and there's got to be stuff in the long term that you want to achieve and want to enjoy um you plan for a long life and what no actually you hope for a long life but you also plan for the the short term as well um so you kind of have to balance out both because if you don't do the long-term stuff you're going to wake up 10 years from now and like cool i've been living in the moment and stuff but what have i actually got for myself um i mean i'm happy right now but i look around me and like the whole world has progressed and i'm really not but conversely if you don't live in the moment then Mm. you just end up running yourself into the ground and you Mm. you're not going to be able to actually make it in the long run so it's really just for me it's about balance it's about setting up things that you can it's really about taking a long-term objective breaking it up into short-term tasks and achieving those but in a manner that helps you enjoy life Mm. balance sounds simple it's really not (laughs) it's really not simple but (laughs) if you spend the appropriate amount of time on it then it's doable i'd agree also try try to aim to spend like five percent planning and 95 percent doing yeah, um, I one of our clients, um, he's just the chief marketing officer at a well-known bank, mm. said that um, ideas versus implementation. Ideas are very easy to come by. Implementation is really hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, and an amazing idea with mediocre implementation will always lose to a mediocre idea with amazing implementation. Um, mm. So to that point, it's more just a case of Yes, plan, 100%. But don't plan to the point where you can't even implement or you don't have enough time to implement or implementation is not even realistic. You know, spend some time, but plan, be realistic, but then make it something that you can deliver on. Correct. I mean, people plan and then fail to to deliver, like like you're saying. Mm. Plan to the nth degree, but execute on nothing. The problem with theory is that you never know how to, you never know what the reality of it is going to be if you just sit in theory the whole time. Mm. The more you execute, the more you learn what to plan. Mm. 100%. That might actually be the smartest thing I've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) No, you said something you smart thing. That's not bad. But But with this one here, like, Lord, it's so true. Hmm. I, I definitely agree. Um, so if both of you had nothing realistically to do um, you had no work nothing else to kind of worry about um, ever in your life what would you do with your time find something to worry about 
Say again. <laughs> or find something to worry about. Find something to worry about. <laughs> yeah, I do nothing. I I don't know. Like I'm a I'm an absurdly ambitious person, probably to my own detriment. So I would like I I really would. I would find something to worry about. I would find something that makes me really excited and gets me going and I'd I'd find something that brings me joy and I would go and do that. And ultimately those things that yeah. like you live in the extremes, right? Like oh not you, like I I do. When I say you, I mean you the viewers. Some people do, some people don't. I I enjoy the extremes, the highs and the lows, the 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 swings and the dips and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So the things that really bring me joy also bring me a lot of worry as well, um, because if look, I, put, look, I put a lot of responsibility on myself. Yeah. Look at what you said. You said I would find something I enjoy doing, right? And then I'd set whatever else up I'm doing to end up in that state, right? Hmm. Yeah. So you would focus on only the things that you enjoy, and I think that's the code. That's the question. It's called getting to find hmm. out what it is that you really want to do, right? And then gear your time for that, right? And work all the other things that you have in your space to deliver on that. I agree, but there's a caveat to that in that you will never 100% be enjoying everything. And that's because no, the way no. life is set up, no, no, no. it's that you yeah, need sure. contrast to understand things. So in order for you to really enjoy something, you need to not enjoy something as well. <laughs> and then when the thing happens, like honestly, like any, take any, any um, sense you have smell touch taste anything right Mm, the only way you understand something is because you've experienced the opposite the only way you understand what sweet is is because you've experienced sour Mm. and you pulled your face or bitter or something to that effect right the only way you know what loud is is because you've experienced quiet it's contrast we live in contrast so the only way to experience happiness is to know what difficulty or sadness or any of those things are no 100 percent, i agree with you but what what i was getting to was uh, not that you won't experience contrast and not that you don't need contrast. It's You have it already, right? You just need to learn how to gear your time so that you can squeeze everything out of the positive things, right? And yeah. not ignore the negative things, but learn how to work with them so that you gear your time well enough so that you the, the things that you want to do and get to want and get to do all the things that you want to do are the... The, the pinnacle of each day, each year, each month, whatever it is. Yeah, agreed. Sorry. <laughs> so both of you have, have provided, I guess, answers on um, what you do with your time. Um, so I would like to ask then, are, we, uh, are you both actually working toward that? Like if we regard our time as precious and our most valuable commodity, as I mentioned at the beginning, why are we not working toward directing our lives toward that which we want? Um, what's holding us back? I would like oh, to think so that I am. Like... Well, that's, that's a good answer. No, it's a good answer. Yeah. I would like to think that I am, but I don't know if it's true. I'll only know in time. <laughs> intended. I know. I'm... <laughs> Look at this guy. Um, I I know for sure I'm not doing everything possible um, but I know I'm going to get to it and it's 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 um, it's also a thing of energies Um, I need to develop the energy to do these things sometimes it's like a rolling stone you you, 
I need to gather momentum, like you were saying earlier. And when you have that momentum, then everything works in your favor. Um, and I think that's where I am at this point. But I mean, everybody has those pitfalls in life, the growth periods in life. And um, currently, I, I feel like I'm in a little bit of pitfall because I'm not developing as much all the time as I'd wanted to. But, mm. you know, mm-hmm. that's one of those things. I'd also say I'm not doing everything I could be doing, but I would say I'm doing enough and the enough scales to a lot at different energy levels. I don't think I ever hit everything, but I do enough of things and then I do a lot of things. It's quite hard to hit everything. Between how energetic I am at at various points, yeah. Hmm. I think there's a there's a there's a quote that I that I came across the other day. Um that speaks to building the life you want with the time you have. And it says, if you really want to live um, a transformed life, you have to live an intentional life. Most people don't lead their lives. They accept their love that you are living Mm. a life filled Mm. with things that don't deserve your time and energy. So by them. Yeah, but most people are not leaders. Most people are followers. Yes. Agreed. Um, it's like, so they follow what life does to them instead of leading them. I mean, that leads to what I asked earlier about people uh, living autonomously, right? Going with the flow. Um, 100%. And going yeah. with what society has kind of directed for them and what the world has directed for them in terms of um, where they are, their jobs and their lives, their family life and things like that. But uh, yeah. I mean, it says you have to live an intentional life, which means um, you intend for... You intend for something to happen in your life. You intend to build your life the way you want to. Um, but And we can't be accepting... Well, uh, we can't be accepting of our current status quo um, if we want to live a transformed mm. life. We have to take charge of it, every second of it, um, to live that transformed life. And one of the ways we do that is by taking control of our time. Mm. For sure. Yeah. Um, so... I think one of the, the, the last part of this is dealing with um, there's a lot of uh, quotes on time that I that I kind of saw on the on the interwebs um, earlier this week as well. And uh, I, I know this 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 um, is a bit different to what we've been discussing uh, all along this podcast, but um, let's I just want to go through these. Um, there's a saying mm-hmm. about um, believe in the timing of your life. What's your comment on that one? Oh Lord! Oh, I love that. I love that one. Jeez! Wow. There have been so many times. Sorry, gosh, I'm jumping in here, but yeah. yo, there mm. have been so many times where I wanted something to happen so badly, mm. and it just didn't. <laughs> and then years later, I look back at that moment and be like, "Good Lord, I'm so grateful that it didn't happen." Yeah. It's it's uncanny, but this is it. Talks back to the thing good said earlier about being aware of things mm. and when you're aware of what your life has unfolded like or how your life has unfolded then the timing is exquisite whether you had anything to do with it or not it is just ex- it is sublime how it unfolds yeah. I agree. Well, it's I, the I, best story you'll ever read honestly yeah yeah um it's one of those things where you like um it couldn't have happened any other way. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you only ever get something when you're ready to receive it. Yeah. 
Like you, that's so true. Like you have to develop into the person that's ready for it before it comes. Correct. Yes. I I think that for me was one of the underlying tones of my life. Um, the that, honestly, people, if you look back at your life and you really examine things, there are some blinding plot twists that you would pay really mm. good money to see on screen. Mm. But you are the main character of this plot twist. It's incredible. <laughs> um, the second one is um, it's not about having time. It's about making time. Yeah, I don't think you can make time. You don't have that kind of power. Damn. You can free up time. Sure. Yeah, I think that's what they, that's what it alludes to. It, it doesn't. I know what they mean. Yeah. But I, I yeah. really, I, one of the things about me as a person is I get stuck on the words oh, and terminology. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, like you guys know this. Yes, like yes, you, yes. you've you've been living with it for a long time now. <laughs> you've had to deal with me for years. But just the idea of making time. If we could do that, if you could, if you could genuinely make time, you'd be the richest person in the world. Um, but it's really it is and maybe the problem with the the mismanagement of time is that people think they have to make time and it's it's an impossibility it's about freeing time and managing it um that's and that's really where you know you know we were discussing it just now Dean. the same exact thing um and we were saying we need to catch up right and, uh, <laughs> that's true uh because uh, uh, yeah, if you didn't know, but uh, there's some stitching that Cole's gonna have to do because there was a bit of uh, internet breakage. But uh, <laughs> while he was away, um, we were discussing wow. catch-ups and things, and uh, that essentially we were saying, I was like, why don't we just do a Friday or something, you know, instead of picking all day. And then Dean also made the point of we spend if we had to pick a dinner, we'd be closing the restaurant and letting the owner give us the keys so that we could lock up before we left. You know, um, so it's one of those things where yes, you have to make time, but you also have to choose time. I think the word is I like not that. make time, but choose time. You don't. You have to choose what's more important for you at the time and go for that thing rather than make time. Because if you're making time, you're sacrificing something else. As if you're choosing, yes, you're sacrificing something else as well, but you're you're knowingly picking something better for yourself Mm. yeah the second you start consciously making choices you are now moving into the realm of strategic thinking Mm. and if you live your life with strategy you'll achieve so much more i mean uh, based on that then there's another one the the third one um there's never the right time I mean, that's in, true. In, in the context, there is never the right time. In, in the context, mm-hmm. of there's doing always something. some shit going wrong. Yeah, always, mm-hmm. without fail, <laughs> something is always on fire. But if yeah, you put so your life on hold to deal with things, then you'll never do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, this one also speaks to um, the, um, the delayed planning or the delayed actions uh, from the plans. So there's there's never really any right time um, to enact on those plans, but the yeah. best time is now. Even um, so, you have to go all in. That's that's the one thing that um, I've been struggling with recently. It's like the best time is now, and sometimes I just procrastinate, and I'm like, ah, but the best time could also be tomorrow. 
<laughs> Tomorrow's a good time too. Um, yeah, but you're right. The best time is always now. I think the last one that uh, that I want to comment on is timing is everything. Yeah. Was that, yeah, the, was it? Was that the comment? <laughs> no, I'm thinking no, about how to phrase what I want to say. There's a thought no, wait, running in my head, and it's timing is everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, like they say with comedy, what's mm. the most important thing about comedy? Timing. Timing. Yep. Um, and like like they say, timing is everything. But also, um, I, I I don't know. I've always after the last couple of years of my life, I've also realized that time will do what time wants to do. When you're ready for something, it'll come to you. Yeah, so my, my my reaction to that statement of time is everything, is that perception is everything. Yeah. Um, mm. Because you only appreciate timing when you have perception. Mm. And when you are able to perceive what you're ready for, you're able to then understand why you did or didn't receive something at a particular moment. I mean, there's, 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 a, there's one of those sayings that I remember as well. You know, the longer... The longer you entertain that which is not for you, the longer it is that you delay <laughs> which is meant for you. Um, I think that is a beautiful statement. I like um, that very much. Yeah, um, mm. and so it's it's it speaks to what what you both have mentioned as well. Like if you're not ready for something, you won't won't receive it, even though you you really want it. Like like Dean, you mentioned you you really really wanted something, but at the end of the day, um, after a fair amount of uh, you know, time and reflection, um, you know, you just, you're glad that it didn't come to you. But unless you free up that space in your mind and that space to say that, you know, this is not for me, um, you won't be ready to receive the next thing. Which is not an easy okay. thing to do. Uh, say again? Because it's not an easy thing to do because, you know, sometimes you set yourself mm. on something and go after it. And you only realize yeah, later that it's not really what you needed or wanted, or um, your perception, like Dean says, changes. And, um, your ideas change, and your mind changes, and you have to kind of learn how to deal with that. Yep. I mean, uh, <laughs> through the pain, time heals all. <laughs> oh, mm. does it though? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, does it though? It does. I mean, it doesn't like. Uh, heal you just get better at dealing with things there we go that's the correct way of saying that one through time we grow yes. enough to deal with the damage yeah, correct yeah we, we learn every day time is ultimately a per permission slip you know it allows us to uh, to create projects in a linear fashion there Unless you have never heard it put in my life. <laughs> Pardon? I've never heard it put like that in my life. I, I didn't hear that again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've never heard it put like that in my life. I've never heard of time as a permission slip. I don't think I've ever said it before. <laughs> it's just like, hmm, that sounds like something fun to say. 
I don't know how true it is. It could be complete, you know, talking out of my ass, but it, it felt like it made sense. I know. It's almost as if the traffic I sat on the way home was useful. <laughs> Another waste of time. <laughs> but it wasn't wasted because I thought of stuff. Well, um, that's all I had for this evening. Um, is there any last bit of comments that you'd like to make based on time itself um, uses of it philosophical philosophical quotes or uh, advices that you'd like to give no i don't know what you say time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well played sir well played <laughs> and on that note <laughs> oh, and on that bombshell it's time to end good night everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's some top gear yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic classic well um if there's anything else um thank you once again listeners for tuning in um we value your time um <laughs> we value your listenership um we value you um Thank you so much, and we hope you have a wonderful week ahead. From us, the Three Wise Potatoes, mm. have a great evening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.